Hello and welcome to a podcast about the only two genres of film that matter. Action and horror. I'm your host, Jesse. With me as always, my David Hasporhoff, Josh. <laughs> wow. You did not come in ready. <laughs> this is the Bloody Good Film Podcast. And today, if you're hearing this episode, we've lost another host. I don't think we lost another host. I think you just decided to get your hair dyed again. Being a blonde douchebag wasn't enough for you. Now you're like, I gotta get a purple hair. Uh, you know, that's not far off. I, I might do purple hair. I had pink hair for a little while. What's what's the next step? Which That, that wasn't an effeminate impression. That was just a Jesse impression. There's nothing wrong with like wanting to change your hair. It's just, this is how Jesse sounds. So I gotta go with that. It's not an insult to people. It's just a good Jesse impression. I don't think it is. But I don't anyway. think it is. Anyway. If you're hearing this episode, something went horribly wrong. But you do get to hear us talk about the wonderful 35-minute action comedy extraordinary film, Kung Fury. There's comedy in this? This was a straight-up brutal action film from my standpoint. This movie is amazing, and it's got the Hoff in it. If I wasn't already committed to the bro thing, I was going to call you David Hasseljosh. This is an unorthodox episode. You should have just broken protocol. Yeah, that's true, because I'll probably, by the time this comes out, I'll probably be done with the bro thing. I would have ran out of my bro puns by now. Honestly, like, David Hasselhoff, I I used to hate him, but maybe just because he used to hang out around, like, hot women on the beach. I kind of like David Hasselhoff now. Like, the song that he does for this, Soul Survivor, I'm a metalhead, but that song still fucking kicks. That's a great fucking song. Like, I liked it. Like, I originally tried to pretend that I liked it ironically, but I really fucking love that song it's a bop like it's so catchy it's just strong 80 cents it's so good and his voice he's just like going so over the top it's amazing like i think he understands where he stands and and pop culture phenomenon like i watched the the comic-con footage from 2015 about this movie unfortunately he was recovering from something so he wasn't able to show up but i think it's david sandberg is the the director writer and star of kung fury he talked about when he first met hasselhoff that uh he showed up in his kit jacket from uh <laughs> Knight Rider and was just talking nothing but Knight Rider. Like he was exactly the kind of person that you'd want to be. And that's just I love that. Somebody that can embrace the nerdy thing that they came from. Hasselhoff is all over that. Well the thing with the Hoff, I think he realizes that he's like a meme now. Like he realizes he's that's his role in pop culture. And rather than try to fight it off, I like that he embraces and understands like where he came from and now where he is now. He's a fun actor, like in uh, Piranha Double D, which is uh, <laughs> the sequel to the Piranha remake. He showed up in that. He was fucking great. I'm going to go really fucking lame. I thought he was fantastic in the SpongeBob movie where he used his pecs to shoot Patrick and, and SpongeBob back into the sea. Like, I am a, a Hasselhoff fan. Like, I would be starstruck if I met him. <laughs> and my wife is like, why is Hasselhoff in this? And I was like, why wouldn't he be in this? And in my mind, I was like, why is Hasselhoff in this? But it really works. Like, he doesn't feel out of place. 
I mean, he, he's only in it for admittedly two seconds as the Hoff 9000, which is a kind of riff on the HAL 9000. He, he's taking control of uh, Kong Fury's vehicle. He's barely in. He's in the music video, which is fucking amazing. <laughs> music video is great. Uh, if you haven't heard it, make sure you check it out after this. You definitely won't be disappointed. That's going straight into your Spotify playlist. We're going to talk about the video before we go into the movie because I still need to get the synopsis for the movie. But the music video is fucking fantastic. They flip the fucking car. He comes out of it and comes fucking shooting. And then he does some martial arts, which is another person doing martial arts with his back to the camera. So he can have like the shittiest fucking asshole off a wig. I fucking love everything about that. It works so well. It's a very like cheesy music video and it goes perfectly as- alongside the movie. Like the music video and the movie like work hand in hand amazingly. Okay, one thing about the music video and I'm going to be- admit how much of an idiot I was. Did you know that the pink fog was only pink because of the lights? Yes. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was like the Batman fog for the 1960s uh, Batman series where it would come out of the umbrellas and shit fucking a a certain color and then uh my my ex pointed out that you know the fog is not pink it's 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 just the lights are pink and like my whole world turned upside down like the bark of the moon music video from ozzy osbourne like they didn't have pink fog on the set it was just fucking lights (laughs) no not once did i go oh that's cool they're shooting pink fog out there no that never crossed my mind this is like my view of like 80s videos all the way from like high school until like a couple months back i (laughs) thought it was pink fog i am so disappointed (laughs) (laughs) you should be disappointed that's a little ridiculous (laughs) i saw it coming out of the umbrellas i watched a lot of adam west batman so i thought like this is how fog comes out they gotta they gotta put some dye in the fog to make it come out the perfect color All right, so this movie, let's go ahead and get into it because it's All something. Right. Let's go into Kung Fury. Hey, you got a permit for those guns? I've got your permit right here. All units, we have an ongoing shootout at 24th and Northwest Street. I'm on it. He's a Kung Fu renegade cop. I don't want to hear it, Kung Fury. I've just been to City Hall. You just destroyed an entire city block, for Christ's sake. I quit. Now, he must defeat the most evil Kung Fu master in the world. Adolf Hitler, a.k.a. Kung fu Hitler. He's the worst criminal of all time. I need to kill him. I can hack you back in time to Nazi Germany, just like a time machine. Oh no! I went too far back in time. This is the goddamn Viking Age. I'm a cop from the future. I need your help.
Get ready for a new world of unspeakable adventures never before shown in a motion picture. Get ready for Kung Fury. When a cop is struck by lightning and bitten by a cobra, he blacks out and is transformed into the chosen one, Kong Fury. After Hitler guns down the police chief, Kong Fury must travel back in time to defeat him. What, what is this? What's with all the hand motions? We never do video, so I, I was very just like, ah. How, do you, how else do you show the emphasis of the magnitude of what is happening? It's a lot of hand motions. I was like, oh, I don't know what to do with my hands. Well, th- these jazz hands don't fucking work. But uh, <laughs> hopefully there's video or else this is just like boring for everybody that's listening. <laughs> this movie's fucking great. Like, I didn't realize I mentioned Hitler in the synopsis. I did not realize that that was Jerome. Jerome I don't know how to say his fucking name, but I knew him from Hot Rod. Jerome Tacom uh, oh, yeah. from Lonely Island Man. I didn't realize that was Hitler. Like the, it was only until today when I was doing research. Like, I'm okay. I recognize Hitler. I'm going to find out why I recognize him. And it's Hot Rod's brother from, <laughs> from that movie. Like. He, he's a good Hitler. I watched the interview on Comic-Con. He, and the way that he got him onto the movie, he's like, I don't want to be offensive or anything, but you'd make a really good Hitler. That's such a strange thing to hear like out loud. Like, he's a great Hitler. So he, he, he kind of embraced it. Like the, Honestly, I, I tell everybody, I'm going to tell everybody to, to listen to the Comic-Con or watch the Comic-Con thing because it was kind of funny. Like he was going on about like, there's so much great cosplay for like Kung Fury and Thor out here, but I don't see any Hitler cosplay. <laughs> this movie is like off the wall perfection. Like from the very like get go, it's just, okay, we're going to be in for a ride. It. It's trying to be 80s, but it's not exactly adhering to the 80s in the camera work, which is interesting because like the the first sight fight sequence is against an arcade machine, which is going to come back at the end, uh, that uh, has gotten sentience is fighting and killing people. <laughs> well, flipping people off. <laughs> yeah, it flips it, like when, when Kung Fury gets on the scene after supposedly sleeping with a sexy woman, the machine, the arcade machine is just like flipping off a puppy. <laughs> He's holding the puppy and just flipping it off well, before Kung Fury gets into the scene. <laughs> well, like his lasers are like his robot lasers come out of his middle fingers. So like when he's trying to shoot people, he's like flipping the bird gun, flipping the bird gun. <laughs> he did not laser the dog. I don't want people getting worried about the dog's health, but he was lasering everybody else. And then he's got like the arcade screen and it goes like angry eye. Oh, no. He's got the arcade screen. It goes like angry eyes. Like he just writes like screw you over it at one point. <laughs> it, it's Yeah. It, well, screw the, no, it wasn't even screw you. It was fuck you. I think oh, on, on the screen for the people that are playing the arcade after they lost. And that's when it shows its sentience and Kung Fury, which is his name. It's not just the name of the movie. His name is Kung Fury is called on to the scene to take down this robot. And I, I like how they got around the fact that they could not afford to do another action sequence sequence and that they just played it like it was a vhs that was worn out so you're like skipping along that <laughs> sequence like he starts fighting then he's on like a fucking skyscraper then he's on a fucking helicopter shooting at it and then uh when when everything's 
done up on the VHS, it's on the ground and fucking obliterated by Kung Fury. And I love like to start it off like he's leaving his like penthouse apartment where he's sleeping with this girl, and then he just jumps out the window to his car that's waiting at the bottom. Well, and, he doesn't like, just grabs- jump out the window. He shoot when he jumps out the window, he shoots the car, and somehow that opens up the door for him to get in. <laughs> Like, there's no sunroof or anything like that. The only way for him to get in the car, he has to shoot his own car for the the roof to open so he can get in. It's amazing. It opens up like a DeLorean or something, and then he comes in. Like, the physics don't work. Like, he should have splatted on the floor right next to it. It's so fucking good. Like, throw out all your basic knowledge of how the world works and enjoy this fucking movie. It's fun and it looks cool. Like the art style, like you mentioned how it's like 80s but not 80s. Like it's weird because it has a old school appeal with how they're trying to do the visuals, but it's very almost like I don't want to say video gamey, but almost like inside a computer, kind of like ghetto tron like a little bit. Occasionally it is absolutely video gamey because like I don't want to skip ahead too much and we can backtrack after this. But the best sequence of the whole movie is a side-scroller action sequence, <laughs> yeah. which very much is like 80s arcade. Like, he do- he doesn't move up or down. It's just side-scroller taking people's out. My absolute favorite line, because he has so many good puns. In Great this. lines. And he- he's terrible at delivering it, but it's purposely terrible. I'm going to disarm you. And he rips the guy's arms off and beats him the fuck through with it. I-, I watched the behind the scenes, and the guy that had his arms ripped off, he's like, he, he- – it- he had to tell Kung Fury, uh, David or whatever his name is, to smack him in the face for real with his arms because uh, he didn't want him to hold back. He wanted it to look good in the movie, and it does. He smacks him in the face with the arm, and it looks fantastic. And Kung Fury's delivery is purposely bad, but it works so, so well in like every scene. He's got so many just deadpan stares off into the camera as he's like delivering a line. Or there's one scene where... <laughs> The two Nazis are talking with themselves about who's got the better Aryan mustache, which is just like a great like the one Nazi's making fun of the other one because he's got like this little blonde tuft here. He's like, that's not a real mustache. And he like makes the guy you can't even see the mustache at certain angles. Like, honestly, this would be a conversation you and I could have because my mustache looks fucking amazing and your everything on your face looks fucking terrible. My so, mustache is great. Yours is like bushier. Yours, yours has more girth, but mine is more shapely. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what women want. They don't want girth; they want shapes. I have like the Zorro, like you. You've got you, you got you. You got shapes. You, you get like toddlers will love your your mustache. <laughs> women will love my facial hair. You don't even we have both have. Hair. Where's your we both have, we both have different dynamics that will appreciate our facial hair. But you don't want to come up against his chin here. I shaved like a week ago for that. You don't want to come up against me on this shit with your takes five months to even get what I got in a week. I can't even argue that point because it is kind of true. But anyway, the two Nazis are arguing about who's got the better mini Hitler mustache. I love that one that's like on the verge of crying. And the other one's just so mean. He's like, no, no, it's your mustache. And then he goes, wait, where's the tank? And Kung Fury's just holding this big tank and just smacks him over the head with it. And he goes, thank you. 
I, I, I'm like, I'm not sure if that's my favorite one or if, if, if it's when he goes up. This is when he's getting in his origin story. His partner w- was just killed after he said, you're like a father to me. <laughs> he goes, so- you're the best partner I've ever had. You're like a father to me. And he gets sliced in half like three seconds which, later. Which the way he's sliced in half does not make the sense with the way he falls apart because uh, his tongue falls apart with the back half, but it <laughs> but uh, the slice would have taken half of his tongue out too. So like the physics on that don't matter. But like I'm not I'm not complaining. I I fucking love it. But uh, after he dies, he gets struck by lightning and bitten by a cobra, which we never see the cobra. We just got to take his word for it. I mean, but, you see uh, the cobra. That's a spirit animal. So, you know, the cobra was there. You, you assume it's there because he does become Kung Fury because after he gets bitten by the cobra and struck by lightning at the same time, he gets visions of like uh, Buddhists or whatever. And uh, <laughs> they're talking about martial arts and like. It looks like they should be writing like like Buddhist words or whatever Buddhist symbols. And instead, it's like in English, Kung Fury on the paper, and that's what he he's transformed into Kung Fury. And he's going up against the the martial artists that they cuffed, but they left alone to hug and like talk about how close they were together. And, and he got loose, chopped him in half because they weren't looking at him and now he's going to go after this martial art, which he's the stunt coordinator the 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 red ninja's the stunt coordinator for oh, the movie that cool. he he got himself a small part he recognizes that he's the chosen one the kung fu is the chosen one that kung fu kills him it's fucking amazing like it's so cheesy like the, we're never going to give this justice you got to watch this is free on youtube it was on netflix for a while it's gone i don't know how netflix lost the movie lost the rights to a movie that's free on youtube <laughs> but they did but watch it on youtube this was released by the creators so you're not illegally watching it on youtube this is a legal watch by the creators on youtube I love this scene like after his partner gets killed like he's he's narrating it for us like what happened like he's talking about getting bit by the snake and struck by lightning and he goes I saw my partner die and I knew right there that he was done for good (laughs) like his partner's laid in two separate pieces (laughs) so much of the dialogue is is bad in like the perfect way like when he travels back in time and he's explaining to the woman why he traveled back in time he explains that he traveled back in time he's stuck in this time and he says time like four times it's just (laughs) so fucking bad it's it's purposeful though like this this isn't like a bad movie that's done on accident. This is like everything's bad is done on purpose, but it's not, it doesn't feel like a Sharknado. It feels like there's some wit behind this. It's a well-written, purposely bad movie. Like it's not so bad it's good. Like that's not the movie that we're doing. Like it's purposely bad that it is good. Yeah, it, it, there's cleverness. That was a bad turn of phrase that was not on purpose. <laughs> it, it was cleverness done in this movie. Like uh, the, you get after uh, his origin story, you get the the police chief that's fucking mad about everything. And it's fucking fantastic. You cost me $50 million. And then you get to his partner, which this is not an 80s trope. This is just like uh, I, I watched the Comic-Con thing. Like he had a bunch of ideas. He just threw it together and he just threw it in the 80s. It's not exactly going over 80s tropes, but he gets his new partner who is Triceratop. 
<laughs> which you got a, he's a triceratop with like the body of a human basically which you got a british wonder, accent you gotta you gotta wonder did he become a cop because of the name or like did he change his name to fit the role that he wanted to go like there was there a point where he could have been tricera baker or something like that <laughs> if he didn't make police academy well before he was just a single father so they called him triceratop <laughs> Okay, that that was good. That that was good. But he's but Kong Fury works along, and then they get a they they have like the Terminator. I'm gonna say Terminator One because it's a good scene, as opposed to Terminator Two. They get the Terminator time travel sequence, and you don't know who's come back in time, but somebody there's like lightning and electricity going around. Picks up the phone, calls him, and like it's Hitler. And he's he shoot he starts shooting through the phone. He's, he's just basically shooting into the fucking receiver, and somehow the police chief who has picked it up is now shot in fucking dead. And the the phone's just like floating there, and the bullets are coming through the phone, and it keeps cutting back and forth between the police station with the phone, and then Hitler going. we're never gonna we're never gonna be able to make this as funny as the fucking movie is this this episode is just basically uh you you got an idea of what we're talking about well fucking watch the movie because we're never gonna be able to like give this full fucking justice no our podcast might be longer than the movie too so just go watch the movie and after the police chief is done uh they decide that uh they they need to hack the phone to, to find out where where the call came from which their hacking doesn't make sense because like they're able to like pinpoint who it was from the payphone there was hitler like i don't know hitler doesn't have an address in modern time or in the 1980s but hacker man is able to figure it out which is such a great character I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go back to the comic-con footage i i, I watched hacker man's a good friend of the director and kung fury and uh the reason why he came to him for the role is he's like he's i noticed you have a lisp so could you play hacker man that, that that was the whole casting call from that is he had a little bit of a lisp he was friend, he, he basically best friends with the director but that's that was his reasoning for getting cast I love Hackerman so much. Like he's so cheesy, and then like he pulls out his hacking glove, which is the Nintendo Power Glove, which is awesome. <laughs> and like he's like typing on his computer, but he's not actually hitting any of the keys. He's just going like this, like he's playing the piano. <laughs> well, if, if you look at the screen, some of it is just like the kind of shit that you'd see if you were just randomly typing on, pounding on letters, but like. The other fifty percent of what's on there, it's just hack something, hack dot x, hack hack dot com. Like it's it's really like bullshit, as bullshit of code as you could possibly get it in the funniest kind of way. And like the last code they show is e equals mc three. Oh, oh, they oh I didn't notice that. So it starts out as e equals mc square, and they figure out it's e equals mc three. That's brilliant. I didn't even fucking. Hit. And they're trying to oh, in case you're wondering, they're trying to hack time so that Kung Fury can travel back in time and stop Hitler in, in Nazi Germany, which doesn't make sense because Hitler was in modern times and killed the vo- and killed the police chief, so they could have killed him there. But instead, they got to hack back in time to get against Hitler, who apparently was big on on kung fu and now he and he was actually kung fuhrer is what he came to call himself 
And it's so awesome because, like, w- once they call him Kung Fuhrer, they also do, like, a little montage. Like, apparently he was trying to find out how to master Kung Fury, uh, the technique. And he's got, like, these robots. And they're, like, trying to teach the robots Kung Fu. And, like, they're trying to teach this lady how to do it. And she, like, spontaneously combusts. <laughs> you got to pay attention to the robot because that comes into play at the end of the movie, though. Yeah. So he ends up missing the mark and the computer says hacking too far. <laughs> and he's like 3000 years before Nazi Germany. And he sees laser raptors there. And then they say like, this, this is the time of the Vikings. Oh, that's why there were laser raptors. Makes sense. <laughs> Cause uh, we know that dinosaurs and, and Vikings live side by side with each other. <laughs> uh, and then he runs in like, his new group of friends who was like barbariana and thor thor okay the way he got this actor for thor is fucking great again just he saw him post pictures on on reddit he and he was looking for like a, a muscular guy with a long beard and this guy just happened to be a bodybuilder with a big beard so he cast him but thor's fucking like nerdy looking like despite the fact that he's he's like buff as fuck his face is nerdy looking underneath the helmet and it's like the perfect like offset to like his his crazy body it's (laughs) fucking fantastic and like they take him to meet thor and our first introduction to thor is like he's flexing his pectoral muscles he's like look at my pecs and he's like your pecs are glorious It's fantastic. Like, and and that's like, I originally thought that they put like some old weird dude's head on some like muscular guy's body, but that's a hundred percent of that is one real person. He, he showed up on Comic-Con dressed as Thor and like, okay, he's really a muscular old dude. <laughs> so Thor's the one that's going to help him be, or help him get back to Nazi Germany because apparently doesn't, Thor doesn't controls do, time too. Doesn't he do like a stop hammer time joke <laughs> on him? No, stop hammer time, and then he uses his hammer to open up a portal. And as he's leaving to go to Nazi Germany, he Barber Barbariana, who is very pretty, um, no, really, Elena Young, Elena Young, whew. um, uh, she's not, she's not. Horrible looking. I'll, I'll say that. No, but she she goes Kung Fury. Wait, and then he's like, "Here, take this." And he hands her like a nineteen eighties like cell phone fax, and like it turns into like an infomercial. Uh, yeah, it's like a commercial for like thirty seconds. It's like very they put, weird. They put like a backtrack on it, and he's like selling like all the different things that it can do, and then he's just like, "Okay," and leaves back to Nazi Germany. Which that's when it gets to the best part. He he shows up in Nazi Germany, and that's when it gets into the side scroller uh, action sequence. You can leave that in. That's okay. This is special. Uh, side scroller action sequence against all these these bad guys, and it's fucking. This is like if you don't like the re- if you don't like everything in the movie up to this point, fine, whatever. But it this is the the part of the movie that sells the entire thing. This makes it completely worth what everything that you watch because the the action sequence is fucking incredible. It's very creative making like a side scroller action sequence too. I would have never have thought about doing that. 
Well, and like his movements are funny too, because like you said, it is side scrolling. So he's not like, it's not 3D. There's like a, a static background going on in the background that's just like a constant video just being played the, over and over. You see the bad guys like making a bunch of motions in the background, but they're not doing fucking shit. So it's just him in the foreground, like fighting people, and he's just going left, right. So all his motions are very much side scroller. And then there's one scene where he just stops moving. And like gets into a kung fu pose, and they're just like running into him and like bouncing off. He kills the most people in that fucking pose. There's like ten people just run into his arms and legs and fucking die. But like he's flipping people over. The amount of like Jean Claude Van Damme splits in this are great. Like from multiple angles, and like he's doing splits. He's ripping people's, you know, arms off. He's beating them over the head with them. He's like flipping people in the air, fighting different people. And like 15 seconds later, the people hit the ground right in front of him. Like, it's just like one after another, just ridiculous kill after ridiculous kill. And it's so much fun. And then, of course, he's finally ready to go up against Hitler. And Hitler gets like a Gatling gun gun, and just like mows him down. And like a couple of Nazi people in the background get mowed down, too mows him down and then uh finally some other people come from his time we're gonna get back to what happened to Kung Fury later but like Hacker Man comes in the the Viking women come in Thor shows up like fucking incredible action sequence while Kung Fury is supposedly dead well my favorite part like you mentioned or you mentioned all these people came back you didn't mention Triceracop who comes back with his police issued pistol and his apparently his only thing that he can do is shoot dicks. He that's learned all, this from Robocop. That's all he does. It's just like 20 people. And then like he gets to the end of the line after he shot like 15 people in the dick. And he gets to this last guy and the guy puts both hands up and protects his, his penis at all costs. He shoots once in the left arm, once in the right arm. So as he like lifts his arm up, he shoots him in the dick. It's absolutely it's, it's incredible. incredible. It, I say, say I fucking love that. It, it's it's painful. By the way, it kind of reminds me of the the RoboCop fan film where there's they were uh, uh, having fans redo different scenes, and then RoboCop's just shooting dicks off left and right. Yeah, definitely look that up. Well, that's like the second time you've talked about that. You posted that on I Facebook a while back need with to no see context. It. I think people need to see it. It's fucking incredible. You posted it twice on Facebook in the time that I've known you. And the first oh, time you posted I it. I posted it way more than that. First time you posted it, you posted it with no context. You're just like, hey, check this out. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I was not prepared for what I clicked on. So now, like last time I saw you post it, you posted it with like a precursor. It's like, hey, this is what you're going to see, but check it out anyway. <laughs> Well, I think Facebook rules have changed where I got to say, this is not safe for work. You do not want to be watching dicks get blown off left and right. But anyway, so all his friends come and save him. There's a there's a T-Rex. We just glossed over the fact that there's a T-Rex that is eating people and fighting like this big, you know, German Nazi bird. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the German Nazi bird was interesting. Like I was, I was trying to like, there's got to be like a name for that that bird because I've seen that in like Nazi propaganda. But German Nazi bird is fine. Uh, he they're doing that, and, and all the while Kung Fury still looking dead, and they go into a cartoon sequence with Kung Fury where he's like 
ripped as fucking hell as a, a cartoon because uh, the Kung Fury we've seen, he's not like fat or anything, but he's in he's in like okay shape. The Kung Fury in Cartoon World looks Jacked. like the <laughs> ultimate action star. Like think not Arnold, but Sylvester Stallone as the ultimate action star body, and then he's going up against like. Cobra's riding sea dudes or something, but not in not in the not in the sea. He's sea airing through this shit. No wait, the sea part was what I was supposed to take. He's air doing. <laughs> My bad. My bad. He's air the the air doing against him. He he and he's like, you gotta bring me back to Earth. And then he's like, you're dead. You're breaking the law. And then he's like, comes at the cobra. And then he, he goes back to Earth, and you find out that Hacker Man hacked the bullets out of his body. Not with an axe. He just used his computer to unbullet him or whatever. It's well, Hacker, incredible. Hacker Man also uh, hacked himself into like this weird like action robot Gundam you know, Mighty Morphin Power Ranger Zord suit thing that he's got going on. And his keyboard turns into like a laser gun. It's <laughs> Yeah, we never even mentioned that when Kung Fury was traveling back in time, he was on a fucking keyboard. <laughs> it's great. Uh, one of my favorite parts is back to the dinosaur. The, the T-Rex is fighting the Nazi bird and the Nazi bird like goes to save Hitler and the T-Rex goes after him. And then this it's a scene where the Nazi bird is on the floor on its back and it's trying to like stand up and it's just kind of flailing its little bird feet. And the T-Rex is trying to hit the Nazi bird with his hands. So the T-Rex is just like this. And it's two little short armed creatures that can't hit each other. It's so funny. Again, we're not giving this justice. Watches on fucking YouTube. This is movies fucking and this 30 minute short is fucking incredible. Amazing. And then of course, uh finally Kung Fury's brought back to life through the hacker man's hack. Uh he Hitler's like, We're not so different, you and I. We've finished each other's balls. <laughs> and then Kung Fury hits him in the balls and punches him into outer space through his balls. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> like honestly, I I want I I hadn't watched this in a couple of years, so I forgot while. about that. And just the fact they finish, finish each other's like I knew he wasn't gonna say sentences, but the fact that he said balls and like punched him in the atmosphere with by his testicles is fucking amazing. And then you think that would be the end of Hitler, but the Nazi bird finally gets <laughs> gets back in the air. And jumps in front of Hitler as it gets smashed by something or Hacker other. Man. Hacker Man. Oh, by Hacker Man. Tech seat, suit smashes him. And they think everything's good. So now you get into two days into the future, but in the, the past. past. <laughs> because the time travel made things confusing. He He's yelling at the Hoff 9000 while he's driving to fight this arcade thing that we saw him fight in the beginning of the movie. He... Hoff won't let him do it. You don't hassle the Hoff. He he drives on it. He, he fights the arcade. And then when you see the arcade has some paint chipped away, you notice a symbol on it. And Kung Fury recognizes the symbol from somewhere. It's a fucking swastika. Like, like he's thinking about it. He's like putting his mind powers into it. But it's just like a fucking swastika. That symbol. 
I've seen uh, it before. I've seen but it. But where? <laughs> it's it's perfect. This, this is what I mean. Where it's not like on uh, on uh, Sharknado level. Like it understands that it's being a comedy. That like they're not being dumb. Like uh, and saying that they don't understand what a symbol is or whatever. This is comedic timing done right. One hundred percent. And then that's when we get like the ending scene where boom, Hitler is back in present day, two days in the past. And next thing you know, he's flying away on his big gold Nazi bird. And then it goes right into the credits and he gets the David Hasselhoff song. It's fucking, I love this movie, but uh, let's go in. This is an unusual episode, but Jesse is Kung Fury a bloody good film. Oh man, this is a bloody amazing film. Like it's one of the best, like when I think short movies, like it's one of the best shorts I've ever seen, like 30 minutes. It's perfect. Like no, there's not a lot of wasted time. Like it picks up really quickly. The arcade robot right at the start. You kind of see what kind of movie you're getting yourself into. Like we didn't even mention, like it's not super gory because of the way that they shoot it, but like they're ripping heads off. They're kicking people you know, into space, like he's ripping arms off and hitting people are getting like smashed and blowing up. Like the action and the gore in it is really good. I love the way it's shot. I love like that weird, like futuristic slash like eighties kind of like filter that they put over the top of the camera. Um, it all looks really cool. Kung Fury's delivery is amazing. Uh, he wrote the character perfectly. Like he knows he's being a ham. He knows he's being cheesy, but it also seems like he doesn't realize that he's doing that, which makes it even funnier. Um, all the little side characters get more and more ridiculous as it gets goes along, but it all ties together so well. Dude, this movie, I hadn't seen it in a little while. I forgot how much I like it. I'm going to echo the same. This is absolutely a bloody great film, not a bloody good film. I do worry that uh, they, they are working on like a big budget sequel with, Michael Fassbender and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know if there's enough meat in this movie to make it into a full-length movie. I'm curious about it. I'm curious how it sounds. But in this 30 minutes, they crammed everything they possibly could into it, and it's fucking amazing. It's very entertaining. It's very cheesy. What do you think about the sequels? The sequel? Are are you excited for this? It may it may be a past sequel by the time this is released, but uh. What's your opinion on it? We can reference back to it if if uh, you said something stupid later. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely excited for it. Like, I like this movie too much to not be excited for a sequel. Like, the only concern I have is I'm going to echo what you said is this is a great, like, absolutely amazing 30 minute movie because it's so much in such a little bit of time. My fear is that when we stretch a runtime out to 90 minutes now, like, are they going to keep that full fast pace? Boom, 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 boom for 90 minutes. Like, can you do that? Or are they going to, I don't think so either. Like we haven't seen something like that where it's just literally nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. That's a long time for 90 minutes. Uh, my fear is that they're going to have to add some sort of exposition or some sort of, you know, fillers to kind of get us to a full runtime. So, yeah. I mean, if they can do it without fillers, then we're looking at, you know, movie of the year for us when it comes out. But I don't know if we're going to get that. Yeah, my problem is that 90 minutes, like, you need a little bit of character development. You can get away with no character development in 30 minutes, like, all this bullshit that's happening. It's perfectly entertaining. But after a certain amount of time, and I think it's, like, right at this 30 minutes, 
you're gonna you're gonna get bored of this constant bullshit happening. It, so it definitely works with a short film. I don't know if it can carry on into a full length feature. I I've been kind of wary about it since I heard they were gonna do a full movie. I'm happy Arnold's in it. I like Arnold. I, I like Mark Michael Fassbender, but Michael Fassbender when he's been leading movies, uh, it hasn't been great on his record. So he's a great actor with shitty movies. So like, I, I think it could go either way. It's either going to be a fucking amazing movie or it's going to be a piece of shit, which hopefully this is released afterwards and we can go like, Oh, it's fucking amazing. We were and it was better than we ever could have thought. And we'll release this with like egg on our face. But, uh, I, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of think it's going to be bad. I'm going to be hopeful it's going to be good, and if it's bad, then, you know, it is what it is. At least we have this 30-minute masterpiece on our hands. Oh, yeah. I'll still cherish – that's a strong word – but uh, I'll also cherish uh, Kung Fury regardless of how uh, the sequel movie goes, which honestly, from what I read about it, it seems more like a, a longer remake than a, a true sequel. Which would make sense, I guess, if you're going to do it, something like that. Because, you know, there's probably a lot of people that haven't seen it. You know, no, a lot of people probably haven't heard of this. We're definitely no, in the minority. We're, we're nerds. We'll, we'll seek this out. But, like, regular people with lives, they, they might not have seen this. But with, like, a catchy trailer and Hasselhoff leading the soundtrack in the background, like, you can get people to go and see this, like, feature film in a theater. Oh, I hope they got Hasselhoff back for the soundtrack because he fucking he did a heavy metal song uh, recently within the past year. I'm blanking on what the name of the song was, but even that wasn't fucking bad. It wasn't. It was barely metal. It was. It was like it was like Jesse type of metal. It was like Motley Crue's level of metal, but it was still. I I still appreciated him trying. It was just one song that he did with this band, but I I, I enjoyed it somewhat. It wasn't. It wasn't Soul Survivor good. But I, I kind of like what Hasselhoff is doing. I want to see more from him. I'll tell you what. I love Soul Grinder. And I love our intro. It's been great for us. I think it's one of the strong points of our podcast. But if we had a lot of money to get the Hoff, I'd probably want like 80s Hoff leading our sound, leading our podcast. Uh, no. You don't, want I... the, you don't want the Hoff? You wouldn't want an 80s masterpiece. Over Soul Grinder? No. Soul Grinder is a 2010s masterpiece. <laughs> I guess that's where we're going to have to differ. Soul Grinder, I love you guys. I don't want you guys to think that I love you any less than the Hoff. I appreciate what you guys have done. Please don't pull our intro. I've always been the metalhead of this podcast anyways. That's true. Josh turned me on to you guys, so you guys can thank Josh, I guess. <laughs> All right. I think we're about wrapped here unless you have anything else to say. No, that's it. Go see this movie if you haven't. It's amazing. It's on YouTube. And next week, hopefully we are back to our regular... I cannot say regularly. Regularly scheduled podcast. Hopefully it was something good. Hopefully we didn't interrupt in the middle of an awesome franchise. I hope we didn't go in the middle of like uh, Friday the 13th with this bullshit. Yeah, hopefully we interrupt like Scream. Or something like that. Oh, where nobody's gonna even notice. I it. hope so. Scream fucking. Or I know what you did last summer. We we interrupt. Well, uh, I like I know what you did last summer. Yeah, I, you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> like I, I guess you guys could have watched ahead for I know what you did last summer and like enjoyed the it, beautiful women because Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jennifer Love Hewitt, perfection. But uh, movies are terrible.
<laughs> Still working the timing out on the. <laughs> Okay, that's it, guys. <laughs> See you guys next week. All right, the beers are empty, which means this must be the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure you guys go and follow all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok, at Bloody Good Film Podcast. Make sure you guys follow. Leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast weekly. Helps us get some new listeners in here. Huge shout-out to Soul Grinder for our intro and outro. Make sure to follow them as well at Soul Grinder Official, at Merrill Gate, and a new add on this year. Make sure you check out our season two logo done by Alvarium.art on Instagram for all your art needs. She is absolutely incredible. And remember, keep it bloody, buddies! <laughs>